You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share the link and give us a review. Back with us today is Christy Bartlett, Director of Strength and Conditioning at North Carolina State University. Welcome back today, Christy. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you back. We had you on a, a few months ago, so that was... Uh, that was a good time. Lots of new stuff to talk about today. Uh, Jim, we wanted to have Christy back on because, um, well, she's not only a great guest, but you mentioned a few podcasts ago, some really funny stuff you guys used to get into at Penn uh, that we want to discuss towards the end of the podcast. And I know Christy has changed her training and nutrition around and is currently going through a big transformation. So I want to get into all that too. Uh, but first... How about a brief recap on the history of your relationship, how you guys met, when Marty came into the mix and all that stuff. Just a just a brief little little history on how all this came together. Okay, so Christy applied for I had a part-time position open at Penn and she came up and I picked her up from the airport or her hotel or something. And first thing she said, I said, how was the flight? She said, whew, big dog. I don't know, man. And I said, what? What? And she goes, I hate flying. I said, well, how do you get through it? She said, uh, <laughs> I had a bunch of vodka. Valium. <laughs> Valium <laughs> vodka, which we're not recommending people do. But I knew right away because she was so brutally honest about everything that we were going to get. There was no pretense. There was no. Yeah. It was just like, you know, I had I had checked her out and she was already deadlifting what 435 or 475 i was like okay all right we've got somebody here and then she didn't get the job and i called her uh it's not because of her she didn't get the job it was sort of a done deal anyway but um i called her she started crying and stuff i was like oh no i said just just uh you know come up come up. anyway a part-time job came up and eventually i got her up there and we hit it off and eventually she worked her way up to full-time um, she left me halfway through, went to another school. Then I got her back because she was miserable because she couldn't just talk about vodka and, and just <laughs> deadlift Fridays and, and, you know, uh, real people, you know, there's a lot of what you, what you gotta understand without going off too much on a tangent is there's a lot of fake people out there, of course, in every industry, but in the strength coaching industry, there's a, we call a Joe coach, you know, like, Hey man, how you doing today? And I'm grinding and going, we don't do that shit. We never did any of that stuff. It's just like, get your ass to work, lift heavy. Let's have some fun after work. And this is the way it goes. You know, this is my, this is what we, our philosophy is here. So she fit right in. And then we started training for a long time and her deadlift was getting way up. And Marty and Chuck came down to visit and Marty and Christy hit it off. I think she was probably deadlifting that day or something, Marty, wasn't she? I don't remember. And then. It wasn't hard to figure out she was something special and then you coached her through a meet in maryland or was it an exile right it was in maryland yep yeah yep. and yep. then that's yep. how that relationship started and marty started writing her programs for her and uh you know uh like people get along you know people with like-minded people get along and that's i always say christy's my my uh and she's my sister who's my brother basically we think alike we do a you know, every, every time we come up in a situation, we say the same stuff. So um, we're always on the same wavelength with everything. And it's the same thing like Kirk, 
Marty, me, all the, you know, we're all in the same sort of wavelength with the way we think about training and diet and getting after it. And yeah, I had, I hadn't seen Ed come in 10 years and it was like we were together yesterday. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's the same thing with me and Kirk. You know, we hit it off just right away. Uh, uh, if we hadn't seen each other, we didn't even talk to each other. What, what, what year did you guys first meet? It was you know, 2012. Okay. Okay. It's pretty good history. What year is yeah. this? <laughs> I know exactly. 2022 or something. <laughs> hey, Marty, I got a question. Was Christy yeah. the first woman that you ever trained? Um, God. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know. There's train and there's train. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe it's been a long time. And let's just say that she's the best female athlete I've ever worked with. I think mm -hmm. that's a better way to put it. Right. And I think one of the biggest coaching, uh, I don't know, not a regret, but it would have been great. I would have loved to have had a year with her because I feel certain that she could have been an IPF world champion. I don't really think there would have been much doubt about that she was so damn close yeah. uh and again we didn't really i don't know we it was off and on for maybe six months i think was that right girl i can't something like that wasn't it it was something like that it was just like maybe four to six months and uh yeah yeah we're trying to bring her leg strength up um what'd you get to you got to five and a quarter you pulled five and a quarter didn't you 515 was my best that was right before i had my hip but surgery I, and I think the world record at the time was 523. <laughs> now, what was your body weight? 180. Yeah, 180. 180. Okay. So you can see how close we were, right? She's pulling 515. The, the drug tested world record is 525. And I'm like, well, here we <sighs> go. <laughs> Damn, man. Uh, yeah, so what happened, I, Christy? So what happened, Christy? Well, how come you didn't do it? Do what? The, the Keep going and do, the IPF and was, do all like, that. The powerlifting thing was always so casual for me. Like, right. it was just always like, ah, okay, you know, Steel would walk into office. There's a meet in Maryland in like four weeks. You want to do it? Ah, you know, I don't know. And then like, let's just start training. Okay. And then sign up last minute and kind of do those kind of things. It was just never <laughs> like a, she, a thing. Christy was like Chalet or Kenny Fantano. Both were great lifters, but they didn't really care about powerlifting that much. I mean, they were the really good yeah. at it. Right. But they, they didn't study up on it. They didn't know who, you know, they didn't know anything about it. They didn't study <laughs> the history. It didn't mean anything to them, right? It was just like, oh, I'm really, well, I mean, that's right. And Christy, I got that same kind of vibe for her. Right. Also, I got I got the vibe that that she had a, a, a lot of uh, potentialities, right? A lot of different things she could pursue i mean you could go into anything you could go into jiu-jitsu you'd be good you could go into volleyball you'd be good you know i mean when you're an elite athlete uh you have a lot of uh you pushed and pulled in a lot of different directions right yeah it was yeah. always the uh the training was always just fun it was right. like and then the meat it's like okay now you know you get your lifts and it's like you're sitting around and all this kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. It was never really the fun part it's just like right. the training it was horrible. Well, it was horrible. We hate them. Yeah, it was never. It was. I, I would. If I said four weeks out, she would be like, eh, 
I, I would. So then I was like, oh, OK. So it'd be like a week and a half. I'd be like, ah, you know, there's just this little get together. They're calling it a meet, whatever. It'd be like the USAPL Maryland States or something. But I would just say, you know, why don't you just go down there and get a couple lifts in? OK, you know, but Jim, it was more of Friday. Dead, you know, we all deadlifted on Friday and she that was what she lived for, that competition with us and me saying, damn, that's freaking awesome. Or, hey, you, you know, you did this wrong or let's, you know, or, but the best was. I'd say, okay, we're going to do 500 for three today. Uh, and she did three. And I knew Marty and JP, she had six in her or something. So I'd say another one, another one, another uh, one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> I mean, These small bites, rep, right? During the reps, she would say, <laughs> God dang. <laughs> uh, hey, but Jim, she was probably always at that such a such a an, an incredible level that to suggest, hey, there's a meet coming up in four weeks. You know, probably didn't take a whole lot more to to get ready for that for her. Now she was always strong. There was never. Oh, uh, now wait a minute. Um, there's getting ready and there's getting ready. Right, but see, well, we trained heavy all the time. So talk about getting ready. All right, you suggest to her that there's a meet in four weeks. She's at the level she's at. What does she need to uh, to refine? Back well, off. she's right. She's right here. Why don't we ask her? There you go. Let's ask her. We're asking her. I like to what do, do a bunch Christy? of like, but, but back off was a lot of it. I can remember still just always being like, um, with a couple of the meets, like you need to settle down. Cause I would like to like do a bunch of accessory work. I want to go oh, play yeah. basketball. I want to go. He's like, you cut, cut it out. Start eating lasagna for breakfast. And like, <laughs> Marty, Marty. you know, so I'm like, all right. So I had to quit, you know, just lift. So when my lift said, you know, we're just going to deadlift. And you know, do some bent overs. I'm like, that's it. Like, that's it. And he's like, yeah, that's it. And so I'm just like antsing around. He's like, can I go ride the bike? He's like, yeah, you can go ride the bike, you know, but you don't need to try to kill yourself. You're not spinning. Just get up there, just get a little sweat. I'm like, all right. I was always kind of antsy, just antsy, ready to do stuff. And the powerlifting was when it got down to trying to recover from, you know, week to week or day to day, it was just like, oh, you should be dying to do more. But just have to. Well, let me ask you a question. What single sport what single activity fired you up the most what do you consider yourself i guess now, what athlete uh, athlete now as an athlete looking back <clears throat> if you were to say what single athletic pursuit did you like the best pursue the most you know what i mean what were you oh, basketball there you go basketball. And, and how tall are you by the way i'm five eight on a good day what what, what what what'd you weigh in your in your playing days? Somewhere between one sixty nine and one seventy five. Okay, so you're big. Yeah, she carries a lot of muscle on her. Real, especially you know, she sent me a, a a picture of her transformation. She's looking really good. But we'll talk about the transformation in a minute. But. Uh, yeah, just you're you're naturally just muscular, right? Naturally, I mean, you get strong quick too, right? Yeah, I've always been like kind of like I guess thicker. Now, when I played, I obviously didn't have as much muscle as I do now. Like even when I started at Penn in 2012, I was just like just solid. It wasn't yeah. like I was dense or like just had the muscularity that you that I have now. I guess I just came into that, but the you were bark. You were Barkley. 
You mean Charles and on the court, Charles, Charles Barkley? Yeah, yeah, Charles Barkley. You had the you had the Charles Barkley body. It's true. It's Choke true. Choke a mask. Choke a mask. No one ran through you, did they? No, hell no. <laughs> I was a, I was a re, like that's funny you say that because I was like a like rebounding was like yeah kind of thing, rebound yeah, yeah. yeah. Of anger and all that kind of stuff so right elbows and you were a brick wall anybody could run into you if they chose to that's it yeah well, what's funny is that you you were in like how many different colleges did you go to <laughs> with one two three three wait wait yeah three three total transferring because I didn't you know I was having a good time playing basketball and hanging out with my buddies do you think that with your personality you needed a coach that understood you more instead of you know like uh I would have loved to have you because I would have known the way you are you know I would have figured that out right away the way you are what you needed in order to you know excel as far as how to talk to you and stuff like that what uh did you feel like these coaches don't get me the way well, your personality was. Well, no, they didn't get me because it was always like, oh, Christy's so nonchalant. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a yeah. shit. And, and as far as I used to push my boundaries. So it's just like, I'm going to go as far as you let me until you right. tell me that I need to act a certain way. And so right. that, you know, until somebody decided that that's, that's what they were going to, you know, they're going to tell me to act, you know, behave in a certain way, then I just did whatever I wanted. Sometimes that got me in trouble. So you needed somebody just to be on you and say, here's my expectations. You need to reach these expectations. And that's, I'm not accepting anything less. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? That makes you a good coach because you can see that in other kids and you can pick out that kid that needs that, you know, who needs that, that talking to it, that foot on them and always just like pushing the accelerator on the kid. Well, you know, that's that, that level. They, they kind of all are like that, way. should be. But don't you find like Marty, there's, there's certain athletes you train that are, that are at such a high level. Their personality is also that oh, they, yes. they need reining in and they, but they have to respect the person too. But that's you know? the kind of, that's who we want to work with. We want to work exactly. with the athletes that we always have to dial back. I can't be sitting there trying to pump somebody up. We're past that. Right. Right. I'm yeah. looking for the kid that is, you know, leaping off the roof. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, uh, the crazy kid who crashes his bike into the wall and, you know, has a broken arm. And, you know, we always have to dial back a little bit. Like that's the one I, that's yeah. what I want to work with. I'm not, I don't want to work with normal kids. They, they, they are normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do it. Normal, normal kids don't do extraordinary athletic things generally. I mean, I guess they can be the quarterback, right? Christy. Right. <laughs> the, the leader. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have that leadership. But, but you know what's funny? If you don't give them that leadership and say, hey, you're in charge of this, then they go to the back of the line because they don't take ownership. You know, that that's was her personality. You got to say, hey, you're the you're the I want you in charge of this. I put her in charge of all kinds of stuff when right. she was coaching because I knew right. she'd take that. It's hers. Singularly hers. You know, she didn't like she didn't want a lot. Of, she wanted to surprise me and say, look at this. And it would be a whole program on shoulders, a whole program on huh. relaxation techniques. You know, I would just say, do it, do it. And but, I expect, you know, you got a week, do it. But, you know? but she, she test flew it herself first. Yes. Yes. That's all, un, unheard of in this day and age. People just write 
anything that comes into mind down on paper. It's all yeah. abstract. There's no empiricism connected to it. We everything we do is a result of what we have done. Right. Right. And the athletes respect you more. I mean, a hell of a lot more if, you, if you've done it before and things like that. Well, that's the only programs that get results. This abstract stuff doesn't skyrocket performance physique. She left, uh, went to this different university, pretty big university. And uh, I called the head coach, the head strength coach. And I was like, oh, how's Christy doing? Well, she's sort of quiet. She's, you know, she she's not really outgoing and all that. And I was like, well, you know, you giving her some good stuff to do? Are you challenging her? You know, are you, you know, but this coach was like, no, we just put the music on, yell, yell a lot. And I'm like, well, she's not, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, she's not going to thrive in that. She needs direction. She needs an assignment, you know. Chris, Christy, what was your thoughts? I'm not going to sit here and rah-rah at all. Um, so, yeah, it's just a little bit nuts that you go to these different organizations and it's the – I guess the culture within there is just weird. Like you'd be yelling, the music's turned up. You can't hear a single thing. You got people squatting to a box. And I mean, like, there's no coaching. So like slam yourself on the box and like bounce off the box. I'm like, okay, is nobody going to, you know, I'm, I'm right. like two weeks in here and I'm. No, and, no, and, no one knows, and no one other than you noticed. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is, wait a minute, this is not where, because I had been at Penn, and then I went here, and I'm like, this isn't coaching, I'm, this is just a party. So we're just partying and pretending that we're lifting. Okay, I got it. Okay. Babysitting, huh? Yeah. Glorified yeah. babysitting. Loud babysitting. You know, and, and, you know, I expected my staff, and then they just started doing this after I told them, but every, every single session starts off with an introduction. Here's what we're doing today and why we're doing it you know you just you know you, you have to these athletes are strong they're fast but they're smart so they're going to say to you you know coach what what does the clean do for you and, and it's not disrespectful but i always told my staff you better have an answer and if you don't say you don't know and you're going to get the answer for them you why know, would you not have an answer Right. That's right. But there are some questions, you know, like, uh, hey, coach, the sliding filament theory. I read this in physiology class. OK, wait a minute. I, re I memorized that one time, but let me look it up for you. But, you know, and, and then uh, then, OK, this is a new. No, that, no, no, Jimmy, that's you go. That is so stupid. <laughs> Make <person> feel stupid. <laughs> hey, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I got a question. When you and Christy were uh, coaching at University of Pennsylvania, you know, an Ivy League school. Yeah. So kids at that level, you know, Marty talks about, well, we only want to train people or work with people that we got to dial back. But I mean, in that environment, you don't get a choice. So you're going to obviously run up against kids that, you know, aren't maybe as motivated as they should be. But, you know, they're at a pretty high level at that point or, or getting there. Right. So, I mean, do you find the majority of the kids are, are like that, that you have to, they're fired up, they're ready to go. They're, they're on their way maybe to NFL or whatever. You got to dial them back or, or I would think most of them would be that way, but no. what do you do with the kids? The occasional kids that come along and they just want to just hurry up and get through it. And, you know, just don't, I don't know. They got other things. How do you straighten them out? Uh, my whole thing is if you're in, so everybody has to do the workout. So everybody's going to mm -hmm. do the workout, but there's different levels of intensity during the workout. So 
we had Justin Watson on the podcast and I mentioned yeah. that I, I maybe said three words to Justin his whole senior year because he was right. so motivated and so <laughs> ready to go. And he had dialed it. He was up at six eating his breakfast. He was 830 yeah. for a 10 o'clock lift. He was taking in a certain amount of carbs. So I didn't even talk to him. Then you have the kids who you have five sets written on there. They'll do three. Now they're still doing the exercise. Now I don't handle that very well. And I never did. So, you know, I would stop the whole group and everybody's doing jump squats for three minutes. Now you can only do that so much because now you're punishing the really good kids and it's messing their workouts up. So I would call Christy over. <laughs> so Christy could say whatever she wanted and it would be no big deal. If I said, yeah, guys, you know, what the freak is that? You know, you're doing half squats and you know, everybody freak out. Coach Steele yelled at me, Coach Steele, all this stuff. But Christy could go over there and go, yeah, man, I could do that for 30 right now. <laughs> Without a warm up, and you're, and you're saying you're a major college football player, man. Give me a break, man. Stop being a coward. But she would use a different word, and and you know, get your ass under the bar. You know, I don't want to see this. You know, what is that? Or I could curl that. You know, what's your squat? That was that a good tactic. Yeah, yeah and so, good. but you know, you had to. I would use her because first of all, they respected her because she was so damn strong. And I always like my staff. So my staff was super strong. I would want them to. If that wasn't your team, I wanted you to lift while another team was in there. So when football comes in and there's a open hours from 10 to two, where if they can't get the workout in with the team, they come in, Chris is over there pulling 455 for 12, you know, and they're doing 365 for five. They go back in the locker room and say, damn, you see coach Bartlett, man, she's doing this, this, and this. Oh, really? Or we would spar and stuff like that in front of the kids. I, my nose would be bleeding, all kind of stuff. And, and, that's a visceral primal thing that football players and you know, other athletes also, but especially football and wrestling contact stuff. They respect that, man. They respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there was other stuff you used to do with deadlifting. Uh, then you do something with deadlifting your body weight as many times as you could or whatever. And then Christy would come in and just beat all their asses. And they, so we would have the freshmen in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the freshmen in and I'd say, okay, <laughs> Let's have a contest. Who can deadlift their body weight the most amount of times? And, and there was a kid. I don't know. He did, you know, his body weight for like 15 or 20 or something. And then I said, now, nah, let me show you what real strength is. Coach Bartlett. <laughs> and she would just no warm up. She'd put on, you know, 165 and around 20 or 30 reps. She'd look at him and say, right. good or so, you know, and then put it down. So, you know, if the, and then you would usually be a freshman who'd be like, I got this. I got this. And it shows you this is what real strength is. This is it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be popular now to say it, but I would say it anyway. I'd be like, and she's a girl, man. You yeah. got all that testosterone going through your body. You should have had some girl. special entry for her, like the ultimate warrior or something. Like she comes running in. To, oh, no, 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 no. You do it on uh, the stealth. You do it on the stealth. Yeah. Oh, she sneaks in. You know, she'd be no, leaning, just, against, just she'd be boom. leaning against the rack or something. She'd just be leaning yeah. against a power rack, yeah. you know, just, just sitting there. And I'd be like, come on for a minute. Can you do this? Yeah. You know? No, yeah. No warm-ups. No warm-ups. No, warm no nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, but, you know, the motivation thing, it's uh, everybody has to do it. I mean, if you honestly don't do the workout, everybody's going to get ripped, man. Ripped. And you're, you know, that I meet with the coaches two times a week just so a lot of people don't realize this. So you sit in these meetings with the coaches and you go down the roster of every single kid about their work ethic. It's not. And of course I give them the numbers, but I could say, yeah, this kid's strong, but he has the potential to be this, this strong 
and he's not getting there. And the coaches would rip them, man, rip them at practice. Like, oh, Coach Steele said, you, you're not reaching your potential. You don't want to be here. You don't want to play. It's fourth and one. You ain't got this. How are we going to depend on you? You know, that's the way it is, man. It's because everybody well, wants to keep their jobs too, you know. You, you were saying something interesting about the recruiters too that would come in and talk to you about not Cross only their out. athletic performance and all that stuff, but about the, their personalities and the work ethic and all that stuff too. Pro scouts would come in, they talk to the trainers. Trainers didn't want to talk to them because you're really not allowed to talk about injuries and stuff. Uh, but they they stand on the sidelines of practice and they'd spend 30 minutes with me, 45 minutes with me. Tell me about this kid. Tell me what he does before. Does he is he the first guy there? Is he no. a guy who he, he so they would be like, and you know what they'd always say? We don't like that rah-rah stuff, but do do guys respect him? Do mm-hmm. guys, you know, respect him and listen to him if somebody's not doing something? And and you know, that. I've, I've rarely been wrong, maybe about a couple kids, but, uh, you know, Justin Watson, we used to start laughing when they asked because, you know, he was coming in on off days. He was doing boxing. He was, you know, he was ridiculous. But, yeah, they spend the most time with the strength coach because the strength coach spends more time with the kids than anybody else. In addition, I don't have playing time to hold over their heads, you know. So this yeah. is the real deal when they're when they're in the weight room, you know. But even, like, on the opposite side of that, when you – have a team that's like a men's soccer where fitness is number one and you bring them into the weight room and these guys have no idea what strength will do for their for their actual game that they're going to play and they're they're like they come in and they're all meek shoulders are slumped forward making themselves real small because they they've never lifted a single thing they're doing you know, they're just out running, running and doing med ball stuff, med ball step ups with a six pound med ball, doing some push ups, some pull ups, and that's it. And their legs are weak as shit. And you come in, and then after about eight weeks of training, and it's like, let's just slowly ramp you guys up with this, just adding like, you know, five pounds a week or something like yep. that. And then, like, 12 weeks, they come Uh-oh. in, their chest is up a little bit, they're flexing in the mirror. Uh-huh. They're like, they're coming in for an extra workout. Hey, coach, can I get some extra? You know, be like bench pressing. Yeah, 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 come in. And you, and, get, you get them on the hook. They don't shy away from that contact all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're recovering better. They're doing everything. Coach, I feel so much better when I lift the day before a game. I never thought I would be able to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. All that shit goes together. Uh, and they're and they're faster. Strong guys run faster than yeah. weak guys. Yep. Right? They don't necessarily have the cardio, but boy, they can give them 20 yards. I saw a hoss the boss at 340 pounds chase down a 130-pound waiter one time because he was messing with his girlfriend. Really? Caught <laughs> him in 15 yards. Looked like a charging rhino. <laughs> yeah. That's True funny. story. Hoss the boss. Hell's Angel from Cleveland. Really? Yeah, 880 squatter that weekend. Whoa. Anyway, back to Christie, right? So uh, now you're up uh, at a a level, a higher level. Uh, They really take athletics seriously. What's the, uh, you know, what do you bring to the party? Well, they all, they're, as far as the athletes go, the word lifting. I mean, so, like, yeah, uh, your, your strategies, how do your strategies fit in with what they were doing? Oh, good question. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, so what were they used to versus what the way you, the yeah. way you, you do things? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm demanding for one, like, so I work with men's soccer right now and basically they were, 
they had COVID, we had a couple COVID years, so they were doing a bunch of body weight workouts, but even prior to that, it wasn't any traditional lifting. It'd be a bunch of on-field stuff. So you're going to do a bunch of planks, body weight movements and things like that. And so when you come in, it's like, hey guys, this is the way we're going to do things and treat you guys like young men um, until you show me that you like you are not going to work like a young man and you're going to treat, you like, treat you like, I'll treat you like kids. And so that means like when we're on the field doing field work and sprints and things like that, that means you run all the way through the line. Like we're not, you're not cutting the, you're not cutting corners. You're going to do things the way I lay them out to be. And then like just being on top of them because there was no discipline there. Then we come into the weight room. Like I said, they are, they're just, they're so sent or they're, they know that they are a little bit untrained in this. So they start to make jokes, they joke around and then they like keep the, you know, the whites on the bar, which is only 65 pounds. And they're like, you know, I'm not strong. So, you know, I'm just gonna do this. I'm like, okay, well, you're not strong now. The good thing is we can get, you know, you're weak now we can get stronger. Um, so it's just keeping everything so simple and giving them no pressure but making them, like I said, it'd be a small jump each week, five pounds, just so they don't necessarily feel the change of load and things like that to where they're going from, you know, 70% to 80% or something like maybe we may go 50%, you know, for fives with multiple setups. So we get used to creating good habits coming out of the rack and making sure that our movements look the same at every single rep. Um, Christy, five pounds over 12 weeks, 60 pound ball. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, they enjoy it. And, they're, you know, and even with like my volleyball team, volleyball, they are strong. Um, they love lifting. They're like, they know that that's going to help their, their gains and all that. So it's just me coming in and refining their technique after working with them for a year and just slowly adding different weights and changing tempos up and things like that to, you know, keep them excited about lifting because you know i know that i may lose them if there's not a lot of variation within their stuff within their movements um so we usually just keep them. and I, they're leaping better right yes yes that's that's I, the I same for volleyball players right make them stronger they leap better no question I, I, and, and i jump them i and you go to some programs where they're doing a bunch of jumping i'm like they're already practicing 20 20 hours a week with a practice yeah. a bunch of jumps i'm not jumping them in the weight room I'm not, gonna, them up. I'm not going to jump. We're going to get strong. All yeah. they're doing is jumping to 100% of what they're capable of. You want to get them past what they're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that by repeating what you're capable of. You do it by getting stronger. That's a good point. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, right? and it's a challenge to convince somebody that the strength training will help them you know, will help them, you know, turning that deadlift around fast is going to make you, is going to make you jump higher. And they go, huh? And you go, just what did, it what, did Wagner, what was Wagner's strategy? What was his thing? It was the deadlift where, you know, you're that controlled negative and right before it hits the ground, you turn it around as fast as you can. And that gives you, what is it? What is it? Reactive? Yeah. It's the strength. Is it yeah. Reactive? That, 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 that down to up phase, that amortization phase become shorter and shorter with those explosive lifts and with that turnaround being fast. And so if I'm at the net across from a girl who, you know, we're at the net, we both have even the same vertical by me doing the weight training and working that fast bar movement and a turnaround, I can go down and up quicker than you can. And with more power and more 
everything. Creating more force and all that. And the thing about weight training is just in a few weeks, you're, they're going to see it. So, you know, their, their, their performance is going to degrade right away, but you tell them that ahead of time. Okay. You're going to get a little weaker here for a couple of weeks. And I don't want you to panic because this is how the body handles it. And you explain the whole thing. Now, this is a new stimulus. Your body has to adapt the, you know, the uh, specific adaptations and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden they come in and go, man, my legs feel great today. I made it all the way through practice. I wasn't tired. I was repeating my jumps at the same height. So they weren't getting weaker and the jumps weren't going down as they got uh, into practice more. And that is gold. Then they, they'll give themselves to you, hmm. you know? Christy. Uh, oh, yeah, you show them results, you got a book. Christy, Christy is, it, is it tougher to motivate the non-strength uh, uh, sport? Like, uh, you we're talking about soccer, as opposed to football. You know, football and weights just goes hand in hand. Soccer, right. maybe not so much. So is it harder to motivate those those other non-football, non-strength sports uh, athletes um, for the know. weight training. I don't know if it's harder to. I think it's just a lack of education, but right. they want to get they want to get better, but they just most the culture of the sport is just they're not used to that. Um, right. So I throw them a bone sometimes and and give them the things that they're used to, but I also put them in a place where they can succeed. So I'm not asking them to come in. I tell them, Hey, I don't care what you think you can, you know, what you think you can do and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's going to be starting at ground zero. And then I move them along accordingly as I see fit. Um, so I make them see success early, even if it's a 65 pound squat, if it's yeah. controlled and, you know, slow and explosive on the way up, I'm happy with that. And then they're like, okay, I did good today. I did good today. And the next week it's going to be 75 pounds uh, or yeah. 70 pounds or whatever, yeah. but um, yeah. they want to see success. And if I came in and told them, Hey guys, you got to be squatting one and a half times your body weight to, you know, and, and today they're going to be a little bit discouraged um, just because of, of their sport and what they're used to seeing as far as their training goes. Um, but I just show them success early and just try to like ramp them up very, very slowly over, over time. And, and do, you, do you find a lot of uh, athletes like soccer athletes and, and things like that don't have any previous lifting experience at all? They were just, you know, doing jumps and, you know, out there, yes. you know, practicing and, and doing all that. Mostly all of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Wow. You know, you're going to see like softball, baseball, basketball sometime, um, you know, football. Obviously, those are you're going to be your sports that are more strength based. Every other sport. I mean, wrestling as well. Um, probably forgetting a few other ones, but your soccers, your tennises, all that is you're going to see like more med ball stuff, a bunch of jumps and like you're not going to create any more force by just doing a bunch of jumps. You're still just applying the same amount of force to the ground. Right. You're not going to get any stronger. You're not getting any faster. You're not, you know, it's just, I mean, unless you're completely new, if you're completely new and I give you a six pound med ball, if you just walk into a weight room two times a week, you're going to get a little bit stronger, but you know, I say load them up after a while. Yeah, and the kids want to, the kids will take to it. It's the coaches who all during their careers didn't weight train. And so they're like, oh, they're going to get hurt. They're going to do, you know, all these excuses. You got to sort of get the coach, if he's like that, out of the way. Just get out of the way with your old school bull crap because this is the new way to do it. And you'll have less injuries. And, and you can show them all that. But what happens is the kids go to the coach and go, man, I feel great. I love Coach Bartlett. Uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, I can see it on the field. I'm kicking harder and all that. And they're like, oh, really? 
Yeah. And they'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll come in and see, and the kids will be like, ah, you're good coach. You know, <laughs> cause you know, how many times have we had coaches go, Oh, he's strong enough. I don't want him to get hurt. I'm like, where'd you read that? Right. That, that strong enough. Are you ever strong enough? Are you ever strong? No, sir. You're never not. You're never uh, strong enough. But at coming up as, as coaches, as younger coaches, I mean, I would imagine you guys were thrown in the mix with a lot of those old school type coaches. Yeah, and, you know, must must have been frustrating. So, I mean, frustrating. Oh. what do you do in that situation? Just try to get well, him out of there as soon as you can. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Not even the – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. So we had a track coach from one place I was at. And I was sitting in my office and we were closed and he came in and he had like three athletes with him. I think they were cross country. And I said, what you doing coach? And he said, Oh, I'm gonna go make a video on med balls. And I said, I know you're not. And he's like, uh, no, really. I, I, I'm gonna get, this is going to be their summer training. I was like, we write the summer training, you do the practice and all that. So he's like, yeah, but I just want to do the med visit. Blah, blah, blah. And he starts freaking crying because I won't let him do it. And I actually said, are you crying? Are you, are, you crying? are you literally crying? This is a grown ass man, right? So listen to this though, Marty. He comes back two weeks later and he goes, hey, I wanted to apologize to you. And I was like, okay, he's apologizing because he wants to kiss my butt. He said, no, I went to a USA track seminar and they said everything that you said, cleans, squats, yeah. front squats, and med balls are just, what do you say, Marty? A cherry on a Sunday at the end. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, you know, and that took a, I really respected that because most guys wouldn't have done that. Right. But, you know, it's like, they don't know that they don't know. Well, you know? probably had a, you probably had a bit of a bro crush on you too. Yeah. That happens a lot. I don't know. what You that have is. that effect. You have a, that effect on certain guys. It's true. It's true. I'm just magnanimous. I don't know what it is. Excuse, Christy must've noticed. <laughs> but like the, the, uh, <laughs> You were talking about the the coaches stuff, but like it's not even just the old coaches. Even now, like with social media and like Instagram, you'll have coaches say, "Oh, I saw you know LeBron James doing some you know yeah. med ball right. something or this." So you're still yeah. fighting some of these things. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. that was only a snapshot of his program, and I'm sure yeah. he's doing some heavy loading at some point. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, it's those outliers. You know, it's like. Uh, I had a kid say, man, well, Ray Lewis does this. I said, uh, show me a Ray Lewis in this room. You know, he foundationally lifted at Miami. Miami used to squat deep as hell, you know, when he was there. Well, well plus he was one of the one-tenth of yes. percent of the genetically blessed to right. begin with that right. God put on this earth. Like Jim Brown, like Will Chamberlain, like Bo Jackson, you know, like these 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 there's a certain number of genetic freaks and if they right. find the right sport, they're the all time best. Right. You know, and I used to position. say, and I used to say, yeah, but think if they train right, they'd be even better. Yeah. You know, oh, Hatfield yeah. used to say, Hatfield used to say good, better, best. There's good. There's stuff that's a little better. And then there's optimal. Right. Yeah. And that's what you well, want. Well, ideally you take the genetic wonder who has the, the, the killer aggressive attitude and give them the right training. Yeah, that's right. That's Hall of Fame stuff. Right. That's yeah, that's Kirk. Yeah. How many of the did you guys uh work with many coaches, many strength coaches that uh 
had no interest in lifting themselves. Like they just didn't lift. They just were a coach. Uh, that's got to drive you guys crazy. Right? What, dri- what drives me nuts is that you'll have some strength coaches who are just in love with the sport and yeah. like, Oh, I want to work with football, but you don't necessarily love the training. You just, that's your avenue of being around football. And they will just immerse themselves in things as far as football and that's it. But can't tell you how to squat, how to clean, you know, they're not into that side of things. Whereas me, I love the, I love sport, but I love the everything weight room, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that makes such a better coach. I mean, you guys understand it, you live it, you've experienced it, you know, what it feels like, the, the pain that just everything you can describe to this kid that you're trying to get to squat better or get to deadlift better or whatever, you know. So now are you referring to sport coaches, JP, or are you referring to strength coaches? I'm talking about strength coaches. I'm talking about strength coaches too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, coaches. We had, uh, we'd have interns. Christy was in charge of the intern program and that she'd be like, all right, well, we're going up there to meet coach Steele," And I would innocently say, so do you train? And some kids will be like, well, you know, I'm getting back into it. And I'm like, so you want to be a strength coach and you don't train. And we saw a big influx of influx. Of that. I mean, one kid was shaking. Remember Christy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, she was like, well, 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 I'm trying to get back into it. I'm like, okay, man. Well, you know, and, and, you know, I did pride my, myself and my staff. We were very honest with people. Like we didn't say, okay, well, really, I'd be like, imagine. Hey man, you got to lift. You're going to tell somebody how to lift and, and you don't lift yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and look at the respect you got from those kids lifting side by side with them, you know, especially with Christy coming in and kicking their ass on the deadlift and all that, you know, I mean, that's respect, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get that deep respect if you don't lift and if you're not doing those things with those kids. Well, Marty, you remember Roy Blunt, the author? Yeah. So he wrote an article, he wrote a book called Three Bricks Shy of a Load. Yep. And I read it when I was in like junior high school. And he talked about Chuck Knoll when they would do stretches and it'd be pouring rain in Pittsburgh and all that. He would do the stretches with the guys and he'd be in his yeah. coaching stuff and he'd be muddy and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and I always remembered that, that if you can't do it yourself, don't ask some damn kids to do it. Don't ask those kids to do it. If you haven't, if you haven't gotten in there and sweated and you know, you, it, and I used to say this to the interns now, because Christy would have them, Christy, you can speak on this. When you would, Christy would have them do programs. And they'd have like 90%, five sets of six. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah. and Chris right. is like, have you ever done something like that? No, no yeah, 90%, five sets of six. Yeah. It looks it looks good on paper. And oh, sure you're does. challenging them, but you're gonna cripple them and they're not and they're gonna lose them, you know. Oh, pl- oh plus they're gonna squat and deadlift three times a week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, full body, all that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because, oh, we got to get this total tonnage in. We got to get the volume in. It's about the individual. It's about, you know, doing what's right, not, not what's on paper. It's, Everything looks good on paper. They come to a strength coach to get the athlete stronger. Right. It's that simple. And, and the, the least you can get by with, the smarter you are, both in terms of volume. I mean, ideally – strength train them a little bit and then let them get back to their skills because they got a lot of skills they got to keep up on. Right. Yes. You don't, you don't have to have them 
five days a week, two hours a day to strength train them. Not at all. I would say my strongest team, uh, body weight wise was volleyball and they were lifting 30, <laughs> 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Wow. That's great. How, mm. Yeah. That's and great. Phil Wagner would say, you know what you gave them, right? Something they can't get. You can't manufacture this. It's time. You gave them more time to work on their skills. You gave them more right. time to recover. You know, we do three and you, exercises and you, and you send them back stronger. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. You come in here, bust your ass for 30 <clears throat> minutes Deadlift, press, bent over row. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. And we believe in the rested effort. You know, we really do. That, that thing about recovery between sessions is important because if you are blowing it five days a week, are you ever truly lifting fresh? No, and if you, don't, if, you, if you don't lift, and Christy, this is, this is the, for you, really. If an athlete doesn't lift 100% rested, if you lift at 100% or 102%, you're 81% rested, do you really get anywhere? No. <clears throat> You've got to lift at 102% when you're 100% rested. That's the only way you're going to – same way with the sprinters. The sprinters discovered that too. You don't sprint all out five days a week right. and get faster. You just get better at doing – however much you can do whatever your capacity is you just get really good at being able to do your capacity repeatedly well that's great but that's not getting better right oh that's a really good point yep that's exactly right then you're just training then you're just training to train you're not getting anywhere you're spinning your wheels getting tired just just busy just you know getting tired it's just like with cross some of the stuff you're just like you're just exercising you're just going to get tired and that's the, that's the biggest challenge with a team like wrestling, where in practice, they're crawling off the mat, yeah. right? After practice, yeah. they're crawling off the mat. In order to get them to understand that you don't have to feel that way in order to get stronger. You may feel refreshed when you leave here, you know? And that's what I want you to feel. Now, you're going to feel that bone deep. You're going to work, man. You're going to work. But, it's, but, hey, I want you to take two minutes between this set. And I make them watch the clock because after 30 seconds, they're ready to go. You ain't ready yet. No, you're not ready yet. Yeah. But the proofs and the pudding and getting back to the periodization, you get back and you do even the fundamental 12 week periodization plan. I don't know, whatever, four weeks of eights, four weeks of fives, four weeks of triples and doubles and singles. And you add, let's say, 10 pounds a week in the squat, five pounds a week in the bench. You're up 120 in the squat and the deadlift if you had just 10 pounds a week. And you're up 60 in the bench and the overhead press if you just had five pounds a week. Right. Now, <clears throat> you send them away that much stronger. If they would just buy into it, they see results from the get-go. Every week there, and a realistic periodization program, you, you know, the the worst mistake in periodization is too optimistically, or you know what I mean? You set yep. goals unreasonably high, right? Yeah, and by the, third week, the third week, it, you're missing a rep, right, Marty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's tough because the goal has to be enough to motivate them, but not ridiculously optimistic when you kill them at the beginning of the cycle, right? And those real, I don't, I don't want them grind it for the first eight weeks. I don't want to see grind yeah. reps. I'm sorry for eight weeks. Final four weeks, great. Let's 
let's let's sit and get it. You know, let's grind a little bit, boys. <laughs> you know, triples, doubles, singles. You know, right. peek it out. Right, great. But for the first eight weeks, no success. I got I got guys who don't do anything but grind. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you got to yeah, and that's exactly right. You build on that success a little bit at a time. Their confidence goes up. That you know, it's just uh, the body changes. The, yes, they muscle right. up. They muscle up. And let's es- not kid ourselves. Especially people, they like that. Yeah. Especially yeah, in the yeah. kids that that don't have the background in weight training. I mean, you guys oh. are getting a hold of these kids, and they're just exploding. Oh, they think I'm magical. Yeah. And I tell them I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's good. And, and it's all about building and building their confidence, and especially with a neophyte. You got somebody who's, and they have all these preconceived notions, and yeah. you know, that's honestly, man, that's why. I, I like training a lot of female teams better because they were just Play-Doh coming out of the can. You know, they didn't have any, what? any bad habits. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Play-Doh okay. coming out of the can. Play-Doh, That's like a- clay, clay, clay. Play-Doh. Like, another another like t-shirt Play-Doh idea, better. right? Play-Doh like coming Play-Doh out. better. Like, Play-Doh. like three bricks mold- shy of a load. You could mold them without. You another t-shirt. <laughs> you can mold them. <laughs> You can mold that. Marty, it's in the mail. You'll have it in about uh, three days. Oh, my God. Good one. (laughs) Christy, Christy, how how old are you now, lady? 35. I'll be 36 next month. Oh, How how has your training morphed? What are you doing? How much are you doing? Do you have enough time for yourself? Oh, yeah. I most certainly do. I make time for myself. Nobody Uh, somewhere between five probably now because I don't have it. Well, I get up before my first team and I get all my training done. So my first yeah. team is trained around six. So I've just given myself like an hour and a half what, right now. What's, what's your goal? What do you, where, where are we going? What's, 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 what's uh, on the radar? Well, right now I'm on my way. I'm leaning up. Um, I'm probably down like a total of maybe eight to 10 pounds. Okay. Um, so From starting weight at what? I'm probably around 185. 185 and right okay. now I'm sitting around 172 where are we going to <clears throat> i don't know i don't have i don't have a number um i actually uh, wasn't trying to uh lose any weight like well well have you changed your eating yes so well when, then you uh, have been you are looking to modify your weight yeah but i wasn't yeah in my mind though i wasn't like actively uh, dieting but i like I, what is your what is your non-diet diet tell us what it is <laughs> The non-diet diet is difficult um, right now. Like I'll have like maybe a piece of fruit around one or two with two uh, cheese sticks. And but then you're I- up, you're up for a long time before you have that fruit. Yeah. So I'll have coffee, black coffee in the morning. So you're doing kind of an intermittent fasting thing here. really. Yeah. So black, okay. coffee, black coffee, the uh, two cheese sticks and a piece of fruit for like, I guess a snack around one or two. And then okay. I'm home and have um, like a pound and a half of chicken thighs and nice. some peas and carrots. And then I drink um, tequila and yeah, maybe like one or two beers and maybe three or two, three finger shots of, uh, or three finger drinks of uh, some tequila. And then I good. go to bed. This yeah. sounds yeah. like, this has Jim Steele written all over this diet. Did he give you this? That's it. Uh, well, as far as, Jim, what are you thinking with this thing? Is it is it working? 
Yeah, she's okay. getting ripped up, man. Uh, that tequila, drives tequila and chicken wings. This is just an extension. 25 years ago, I invented the beer and barbecue diet. Okay, this is this is just another version of that, right? <laughs> it's it, we call it keto and liquor. That's it. It's perfect. It's perfect. And it, it works. You know, it's like Anthony DiRezzo, God rest him, he died. But he used to say, all diets work. Yeah. Yeah. It was like stealing his beer and wing diet. Yeah. Beer yeah. and wing to jump it off, and then he, and then he closes it in. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, and, then, and, then to really, and then to really tighten up, you take the booze out at the end, and then you do get really tight. Yeah. But it's good, it's good though, because some mornings I'll wake up, and if I have, like, more than my normal i'll wake up a little bit but dehydrated and i'm like oh shit i'm, I'm really lean this morning you're tight, you're yeah. tight man you look yeah. really tight <laughs> now you're leaning out what's this doing to your strength uh, my, uh, my overhead pressing strength has gone down my bench mm -hmm. press has been fine my legs are, are the same and that, okay. that's usually the case i yeah. when i used to lose weight my deadlift would stay good the longest you know, yeah. and I would actually, it'd be easier for me to get down to the bar without my belly hanging over. Um, but yeah, you lose that bench, you lose that overhead stuff. You, I know you the leg you strength bench. goes to leg strength goes. But don't you think you it's like the last though, Mark? I don't know, man. My, it, um, I, I like your strategy. I think the deadlift lasts the longest. Yeah. But I think the bench goes away. If you lose significant body weight. I'm not talking two pounds, but I mean, you know, you lose a good amount of body weight. The yeah. bench, is, bench goes, you ever had any kind of pressing goes, my yeah. leg strength goes and my deadlift is the last to leave. Yeah. You know, but that's okay because that just goes, that, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. How long have you been um, using this dietary strategy? Um, well, I've always fasted, but here the recent, it's been more probably about three months. Okay. Always faster. I love that. Yeah. I hate you, it. Is this, is this something that you uh, naturally just kind of evolved to or something you read about or what? how how did that come about? Um, I hated bringing containers to work with food in them. I don't blame you. Did you do that? Yes. Or I did at one point. It was like, I, okay, let me bring a lunchbox. I got to bring my, not, not like five meals. It'd just be like, you know, lunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I got sick of carrying it because I, I bought a scooter, like a motorcycle. And so I was like, where am I going to put my book bag and my lunchbox? So I'm like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm done with food. Mm -hmm. um, so then I just started fasting. Yeah. And then that's it. It's freeing. <clears throat> it's freeing not have to think about that. Oh, I got to have breakfast. Who said oh, that? Oh, God. And they remember you used to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And then, yeah. Well, I just never I never wanted yeah. to be the person who was governed by like their hunger. And it's just like, you know, how people get oh, mad oh, when oh, they don't have oh. food. And I'm like, relax, it's just food. You don't, it's just food. And so fasting, yeah. I feel like it makes it a little bit, you know, you get a little bit more comfortable with like, okay, so I may be a little hungry. What's the worst? Yeah, be, be, be kind, JP is here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, that's how, perfect. How, how many do you, have you measured the calories or anything, or it doesn't matter? You're just eating a pound and a half of uh, chicken thighs and stuff like that at night. Um, I'm not measuring anything, but I mean, a pound yeah. and a half of chicken thighs for around 900 calories with peas and carrots, and then liquor yeah. 90, yeah. probably like 400 calories of um, alcohol, and then yep. cheese sticks 200, so 9, 10, 11, yeah. 12, 13. Yeah. 
1800 maybe now, now did jim dial this in so much to where he's telling you how many chicken thighs to eat how many shots of tequila to take and all that. <laughs> no, 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 no. i do i do her training so her training she can talk about that that's fascinating because she called me she's like yo uh i want something different man i want something different you know i, I like deadlifting and squatting but i need a little variety right and uh so i wrote her i still have squats in there but it may be the third movement it may be uh you may go two weeks and not deadlift and keep it fresh, you know, a um, lot more assistance, stuff like that. What, what sort of, why did you want to do that? Like, why did you reach out and say, Hey, I need something different. Well, cause you were writing me for more strength-based stuff. And then I just get bored. I mean, after about six months of doing the strength-based stuff where we're focused on a squat bench yeah. and bed, I was yeah. like, all right, now I need, you know, those yeah. workouts take a little bit longer. And yeah. I was like, I want more time to, and it's summertime. I want to get up and I want to lift <clears> for 30, <throat> 30 minutes and then get out and go, you know, for a long walk or run or do yeah. Muay Thai and jujitsu and stuff like that. You know what I do? You know what I'd recommend? Dumbbells, right? There's yeah. many things you could do with dumbbells, right? Yeah. Overhead press, bench yeah. press, what else? Row, I don't know, one arm, two arms, right? And uh, maybe leg work, but like either, I don't know, maybe some really narrow stance squatting or some front squatting, right? I don't know. I even, yes. I even do some Smith machine squatting because I squat like a machine. There you my, go. My, uh, my pathway is straight up and down, so I, I, I'm using machine periodically. But I'm just saying, like, dumbbells to me, I use them in the summer. Just I have a bunch of them set up in the deck, and I just, it, it's so yep. different. Totally agree. Totally right. agree. You know what's funny though? Uh, she's so strong that when I put dumbbell stuff in there, I have to pre-exhaust her first because <laughs> I'm thinking, how's she gonna get? So I'll put heated dumbbell press on there, and yeah. I know she's training at five in the morning, and I actually think to myself, how's she gonna get 80s to her shoulder? Yeah, yeah. I start yeah. up, so I'll be laterals, yeah. uh, dumb, dumbbell Kirk shrugs, yeah. uh, you know, front raise, and and all yeah. that. And then I'll hit her with the dumbbell. She's got everybody to spot her in the bench. You know, she does the dumbbells on the bench too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, I've got nobody to spot with a barbell. I mean, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather bail with dumbbells than barbell. What's your best dumbbell bench again? You're like in Mike Davis territory. What, what was it? I think it was like 115 for a double or something like that. 115. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 115. That's Damn. good. Weighing 180. And never strains. That goes yeah. back to your point, Marty. I've never seen her really strain. I mean, one time I had her. Yeah, but it's not like a grind, grind, except for I think you did 345 and a pause for a double in the squat. And that thing was moving like, you know, a half an inch and a half an inch and a half an inch. But man, that helped your squat, didn't it? Yeah. And it was yeah. A lot. yeah. Christy, how re-energizing is this now that um, I, I mean, you're, you're losing a little bit of strength as you get leaner. But I mean, how much, uh, you know, how much mo more motivated are you in the gym because you're seeing this different shape come into play? I mean, are you fired up over this? I, I mean, I recently lost like 30 pounds and I changed my training up doing higher reps and stuff like that, doing cardio, changed my diet around. But it fires you up because you're like, it's exciting. You're going into territory that you've never been in or haven't been in for a long time. And it's just a nice change to get out there and, uh, you know, really see this, this transformation going on. Hey, hey, Peter, you have a different hairstyle now. 
No, probably the same. Uh, nope, same. same. Same as when you saw me. Um, last. No, it's good. It feels good. I, I enjoy being a little bit lighter. I enjoy not being... Uh, I just, What's your cardio? What do you do for cardio? Um, I do... I call it an email ride in the morning. Fat, uh, I guess it's fasted. Um, 20 minutes on the bike where I'm just sweating and you know out of breath for about 20 minutes. And then I will... Again, like I said, I like to putz around. So I'll do some sprint work, you know, okay. like 50 meter sprints, probably four days a week. And it may, it's not a lot. I just like how, to know that I can still fucking sprint. Right, 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 right. How, how many, how many? Um, Each time, maybe five to 10 total reps, yeah. like cool. that. And then like <clears> I do <throat> a longer guy, I may do, you know, walk the curves, sprint the, um, the straightaways on the track for maybe 20, right. 30 minutes, maybe twice a week. And then I do Muay Thai four, four days a week. Which, which melts fat off you. And uh, you travel for that or do you have it on campus? How does, how does that work? It's right. It's right here in Raleigh. It's, you know. And are there any designs on competing? Yeah, I think I may jump in. A, well, again, you know, with me and this competing, I like to do it last minute. So there's a competition August 13th, which is the day after my birthday. So I think mm -hmm. I may jump into that and just Kill see somebody. where I'm at. And that's uh, full contact? Uh, I think, yeah, it's full contact. It's like, okay. uh, yeah, yes, okay. you got to wear, uh, you got to wear headgear and shit. No, no, no. I, yeah, no, I got that part. Okay, I mean, it's, okay. it's not so like Chris forms of kata or anything. Christy did jujitsu for a while and she broke a girl's arm. It was like yeah. the second month or something and the girl wouldn't tap. And did you hear it snap or not? Yeah, you heard it. Snap, snap. And you yeah. Know, ah! Ooh. All you had to do was tap. <laughs> it was submission, yeah. submission only. And I'm like, you realize that you should tap. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very brave of her, huh? <laughs> very, very stupid. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she proved her point. She really showed you. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine you get on the map and, and Chris and you feel that strength? <laughs> uh, you know, the Gracie's the Gracie's were all and Hoist Gracie was all about that. I will never top, you know, you know, that was so what um I would have thought that uh you would have just crushed in jujitsu. I mean, you did you get bored with it? No, well I when we were with, uh, when I was in Nashville with Tennessee Titans, um, it was suggested that we not put play the players at risk with going and doing uh, jujitsu because of the close quarters and COVID. So okay. I, I stopped and then I just decided that when COVID was over, I was still kind of leery about it. So I just started Muay Thai because I was able to keep my distance from people. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And, and what does Muay Thai do for you? What do you, what do you think? I, mean, I know we did it at Penn. You had to teach it at Penn and, and all that stuff. What, you know, personally, what do you think it's done for you? I mean, I don't, I like, I never want to walk around and feel like I'm too vulnerable. I like being able to, to be able to, like, if I need to throw hands or defend myself, that's, yeah. I, I know what the hell I, I can do. Yes. Um, so I feel a little bit, I feel dangerous. Nice. Uh, <laughs> How, how was the gas tank when you were doing uh, jujitsu? Because you, you've got that extra muscle on you and you're, you're real strong. Because um, I was doing jujitsu at one time when I was, you know, I was a lot heavier than I am now. I was like 300 when I was doing it. And I would gas out so damn quick. 
So how did you hold up when you were competing against these other girls? Obviously, you were a lot stronger. Yeah, that makes everything easier, JP. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the jiu-jitsu was fine. It's the, the sparring and Muay Thai. Yes. The first couple of times I did that, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, I like I had my, my quads were shaking. Like, it was right. yeah. like something I had never experienced. And I had no idea that, like, drill work versus sparring was going to be that different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I liked about doing the jujitsu was um, it, it's the greatest cardio workout. You know, you're, you're out there gassing out and, and doing all that and you're learning something simultaneously, you know, how to defend yourself or how to do, you know, different techniques on different things. Yeah. So I always enjoyed that getting two of those two things done at once rather than just hopping on a bike or, or whatever. Uh, yeah. if you can learn something at the same and time, time. And, and time flies when you're, Oh yeah, cardio that you're engaged in. I, that's why I always like the boxing drills, right? Yes. Yeah. You have to stay. Yes. You have to stay engaged, memory engaged. It's not like you're sitting on a stationary oh, yeah. bike, mindlessly you're, pedaling. You know, oh, yeah. text, you, texting, right? You've got to think. You know, you've got to think about what you're doing every second. Uh, that's and, why I like the, the cross court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when that's you get into the sparring. And you have somebody actually in front of you who's trying oh, well. to hit you. Your heart rate before you even start. It's going. It, yeah. It's through the roof, man. And it you feel so alive. And that's why you're you're so addicted to that. And that's why you know we all want these fighters. Oh, you should retire. You haven't won the last. They can't retire. They 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 yearn for that high. It's yeah. like a soldier, man. They have nothing except combat. They just right. want that high. You can't mm-hmm. get it anywhere else. And you no. know that. Somebody trying to punch you, you you watching. Oh, he's going to throw the right hand. If he's going to dip his, his shoulder's going to come forward a little bit right here. I recognize that. You're totally alive. You have to have hyper vigilance. Yes. It's such a good feeling. Right. Man, I'm ready to go right now. You're ready. I, I know. I, I get the same kind of vibe when I run wooded trails in the early morning because you have to be hyper vigilant. You're looking for roots. You're looking for yes. rocks. You're looking yes. for ruts. You're looking for things that are twist your ankle. You can't be looking down the path, right? Right. Or, yes. Your eyes are glued like 10, 15 feet in front of you, and you're like X-ray vision. You space out for three seconds, and you're going to trip. And pretty soon you're done, and you don't even know you did it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's you know. the best cardio, right? It's the best because you're aged. So, yeah, all that stuff. New tight, Like you said, your legs were shaken. I know. Oh, was, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, uh, it's like, wow. You know, and isn't it great at age, what, 35 or 36 to have those new athletic experiences? Well, we did a whole podcast on neuroplasticity. She's yes. learning, you know, there's a lot of combinations where the instructor hits you and you have to answer with a combination. Right. And then he adds another combination. Then he adds another combination. You know, I'm, he's going to throw a right hook at you. You block right, straight, left hook, right yeah. uppercut. Okay. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. And your brain's endless. going, Oh shit. I have to catch up. Yes. Endless, to endless, 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 endless. You never stop learning. You never right. stop. There's always somebody better. And there's always somebody that can, t- you know, when I went and trained with the special forces, Marty, remember I was going early and going, <laughs> going to the fight room. And I had trained with the best guys in Philadelphia, the best guys. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the guy where we were training uh, was yeah. pro. And in 50, I'm not lying, 15 minutes, three times a week, I learned more from him than I had in 10, 15 years of training. 
And I was yeah. like, wow, I didn't know this. And is there somebody else out there that knows more than that and more than that? You know, uh, there's always, and it's just, you know, it's just like, uh, I interviewed that guy one time for, for a strength coach position. And I said, well, come down here and show me how to squat. And he goes, what's the big, what's the big deal? You just put the bar on your back and squat. And I was right, like, you don't have the job. And then I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm still learning every time I squat. I'm still yeah, learning. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And that's what? 55 years of it. Yeah. And you got to be open to that. You got to just be open to that. Yeah. Keeps it exciting. Keeps it fresh. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like I'm fired up. You know, I can't wait to get out and hit the the woods. That's, you know, when you're fired up to train and you've got it licked. Yeah. How do you maintain that though? Yeah. You can't be the same. You've got to have a lot of arrows in the quiver. You've got to have a lot of, you can't be one note Jones. You have to have, and that's what, that's the problem for a lot of these people. They only have one way to train, one way to diet, one way to do cardio. And you have to have, you have to have so many that you can create contrast, right? Contrast keeps it fresh. And what Christie's doing right now is a great example of that contrast. I mean, it's, it's like a 180, you know, diet, training, everything. So just uh, anyway, um, yep. did, hey, Jim, there's a rumor going around, something about a desk or something at, uh, at, at Penn. Uh, yeah. You want to tell the story? We, we touched on it a couple of podcasts ago. I, I didn't oh, believe yeah. it at the time. I thought you were kidding, but we got Christy here to verify. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Another thing that Marty and I have in common. Another thing that Marty and I have in common. Oh, now wait a minute. Our belief. He, he was under there too. No, he would. He wouldn't fit. Back. <laughs> is is our belief in naps to regenerate? I would agree. So, you know, I had a different managerial style, man. I, you know, I don't care what you look like. I don't care, you know, uh, what you wore. I, you do your job. You and you're not late. You're on time. You know, you do your job. And no surprises, and your aces with me. And if you didn't have a team, and you've been up since four thirty, and you want to train at eleven at ten o'clock, if you want to take a thirty-minute nap in your office, just don't let anybody see you. That makes you more productive as a lifter and a coach. You'll be the they'll they'll benefit more because you'll be fresher and sharper, and not not uh, edgy. I get a phone call, so I so you go under your desk, you turn all the lights off in your office. And my office was the best one because you couldn't really see in it very well. Uh, but I got this phone call. I don't know where I was. And it was my supervisor. He's a little weasel. And he called me and he said, uh, what the freak? What the freak? I just caught Christy taking a nap. She, her, I saw her feet sticking out from under the desk. And my thought was she shouldn't be taking a nap. My thought was, man, why'd you get caught? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you tuck your feet? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> So I was a big deal. And I was like, look, dude, I don't care if you sleep all day as long as you do your job, but just don't have your feet. How, how did that? Okay. How did that go over? Uh, I remember being on the floor. I was working with the basketball. He was like, where are you doing? And I said, I'm on the floor with the basketball. Guy. He said, are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the floor. He's like, why did Eric just call me? And he rages. And I'm like, you can't get caught. You know, you can't get caught. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm standing in front of the basketball guy. And I'm just like taking this. I'm like, this is the first time that like I got in trouble. So my eyes are all big. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Okay, and then hang up the phone. <laughs> but I, I don't understand. How does this all come about? Who, who's the first to say, hey, you know, uh, let's go under the desk. That kind of looks like a good place to take a nap. There was nap. You could take naps in the in the storage closet because they had yep. these big storage bins. What? They were about seven feet long and like you could lay on top of them. Yeah, they oh, were no, like that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And then I had a buddy Jerry who had a bread route in South Philly, and I used to let him come in and train. And I used to take a nap in his bread truck. You know, we're there till eight o'clock at night. So we get there, we get there five thirty, start football running, and then we're I get home around eight thirty p.m. So that little break, that little nap, that little rest in your mind stuff, and plus you got to train too. I mean, I love coaching the teams, but my favorite time was eleven o'clock when we all got down there and got out, got after it. You know, that was my favorite. What what kind of things would you guys have underneath there with you? I mean, would you would you pack stuff down in there? Would you have like would you store stuff or would you bring it all down when it's time to go down there and take a nap? What kind of stuff was it? I had a car. I, mean, I have a Carhartt jacket that's really fluffy and comfortable, <laughs> and so I would make sure I had my Carhartt jacket for my pillow, and I would have that under the desk. Uh, I didn't need a cover or anything like that, so I would just have the Carhartt jacket. Yeah, and then, when, and, then and then and then it hung on the back of the door. So then when it was time for my nap and he was that, you know, he wasn't in the office or something, I'd get that same fucking three, oh, sorry, three X, you know, Carhartt jacket. And it was a nice big blanket. That yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah you'd probably be snoring. And then, it, then I would get up and, and they would know Steele's taking a nap or Chrissy taking a nap. Don't go in there. Yeah, Chrissy, yeah don't go Chrissy in there. Nap. And they, he, she would say, okay, man, I'm going to do my nap. I'm like, all right, you know, get after nope. it. Get up, have a cup of coffee, be in a good mood. Marty, so, exactly. So you guys would take turns napping, or did you sometimes nap at the same time? No, we never snuggled under the desk. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't I don't mean that. Just oh. like, you know, uh, you under yours and her under hers. Yeah, it was always no, my office. My office his, is the nap office, yeah. Yeah, his, and then Brendel was the office next to him, was a, another strength coach there. He would actually lean back in his chair and turn his back to the window and just prop his feet up and take his nap like that. Like, oh, is he reading or right. is he napping? Nobody really yeah. knew. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's pondering programming. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, Marty, that's funny because I would say I'd get up from my nap and I'd go, I'm going to Starbucks. And I go yep. down there and get a double red eye or something, yep. and then it'd be time to train. And it's a new day. It's yeah, a whole it's new, a new day. day. Yeah. 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 Every day, people would get on me and go, oh, you know, you're, you're taking a nap. And it's like, buddy, I have uh, 14 days a week. And I would say, go take a nap, man. You need a nap. You need a nap. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the nap. Fresh. Thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, you I'm guys should have got pictures. You guys should have got pictures of that. Of Christie's feet. The feet hanging out from behind. Well, no, the just you guys hanging out under the desk. I mean, that would have been hilarious. There was a Seinfeld episode. What would, what would they call it? Uh, I don't know. It was, it was where George Costanza does. Did now? Did you see that? Is that what gave you the idea? Or you just you invented this all on your own? Man, I've been taking naps since I was a little kid. <laughs> I don't mean naps. I mean under your desk. Oh, well, who would have ever thought? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go in the broom closet. <laughs> I tell you another story. We were uh, we had one of the special forces guys coming, and he stayed stayed on campus. He was doing some stuff over at the hospital, and uh, 
you know, all those guys are, if they're not black belts in jujitsu, they're pretty darn close. Yeah, right. And Christy would just start a jujitsu. We were in that. Marty, you've been there, the barbecue place I took you to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the place where the uh, waiters have uh, pink mohawks. Have what? Pink mohawks. Mohawks. Okay. Yeah. And so. Dyed pink. Yeah. The special Cultural forces guy. Ball. Yeah. Go ahead. Special forces guy says, well, show me what you got. And Christy's like, here? And he goes, yeah, let's move these tables. Now we're in a restaurant. Oh. We're in a restaurant and he moved all the tables and they got, I got a picture of it and they're down on the floor doing arm bars. They're down. rolling around. Yeah. Rolling around. Right. Is there people in there? Yes. Yeah. We got kicked out. We got, we got kicked, kicked out. out. <laughs> but, but you know, when, when you got, you get to, you know, do some rolling with the special force guy. You're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down there. Where yeah. You wherever. Right. You just yeah. do it. Yeah. But we did stuff so, like that. Did all you, time. did you beat the tab? I don't even remember, and I just remember them. And we were like, "Why do we have to?" I mean, I we had a little. You're out of uh, here. You go. All yeah, right. and there was another thing. Hey. It was like all, a physical altercation with somebody. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a good night. But uh, uh, what's funny is I got in this argument with this guy, and I freaked out a little bit. And before I knew it, the special forces guy had gone under the table and was sitting between us. And I still, to this day. Don't know how he diffused that situation so fast. I didn't even see him. He was just like, hey, everybody's going to calm down now. Yep. Everybody's going to calm down. <laughs> yeah. And he was just standing there like nodding his head. He was like, yep, everybody's going to calm down. Everybody's yep. going to be good. Yep, 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 yep. So um, everybody calm down. That's right. And we had legendary Christmas parties, but that, that can't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> legendary. Legendary. Yeah. Well, that's probably actually a good place to cut it off because I know, I know, eventually uh, Christy will probably be back one of these well, days, I, and then we'll I open got, up. I got one. More. I got one Christmas story real quick. All right. Still, still, it was like my first one, and I was like, I'm going to like the big staffer guy. So we go to this big staff guy, and I'm hanging out with the baseball coaches, and I got, I was too excited. I drank way too much. I had a great time. So then that night. They found me up under the, in like the build, in one of the buildings up under the uh, staircase. And I had taken my shoes off, placed them neatly and taken my like hoodie off and, and folded it, put my shoes under it and curled up under a ball. And so the administrative assistant to like the AD, who was it? It was uh, Rosemary. It was one of them had yeah. called Steele the next morning and is like, you know, your assistant <laughs> was uh she got a little bit too loaded last night you know and all this kind of thing and then the first thing he said to me the next day he calls me in the office he's can we talk he said are you okay today <laughs> and then that was it and he was like i was like i'm a little bit hungover i think it was this was the same time and i said i got squats today and that was the day that we did drop set after oh. drop set oh. after drop set and then i was uh. drenched in sweat and he's like you feel better now i didn't care that that happened to her i just didn't want you know anything to come back on us like you know <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what you said after all that was over she said what? let's go get a drink yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but now her system was clean now yeah. her system yeah. was clean but that right. you know yeah it was just you know you know this type of personalities man that's that's a 515 deadlifter that's I'm not going to have one drink, you know, that, you know, it's that nth degree, hundred percent of everything, you know, you got to learn how to tuck her feet though. I mean, she's getting caught all over the place, sleeping under desks and balls and everything. Sleeping under balls. 
No, what was it? You were sleeping in a, under what? Curled up under the staircase. Curled up yeah. under the staircase, yeah. And you, oh, know, I you said under a tight, ball or a wall or something. Uptight administrator calling me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, she's all right. She's yeah. All right. Let her oh sleep. God, you know. Sleeping again. She's taking another nap. <laughs> yeah, she's got a squat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Anything yeah. else? That's probably That's good. Enough, we're good, right? we're good. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, always. Always. This was great, Christy. You're always a, a great guest. Uh, tons of stories here. Um, what? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. Instagram, probably. Uh, Instagram Bartlett C42 is the handle. If you want to okay. find me? Find me up there. All right. And I think uh, I don't think you've got a website or anything yet. So, yeah, it's at Bartlett C42 yes, on Instagram. Sir. All right. Um, all right, then we've got uh, Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher, Iron Company. Uh, you can find his latest article, Ori Hoffmeckler and Stress. That's very interesting. Go check that out. Uh, just go to ironcompany.com up to the top, go to articles, and you'll see it's the first one up there. And uh, also, he's got his own Instagram, it's at the Marty Gallagher. You can check that out. He's also got a website, functional-strength.org. It's a uh, kind of a co-project with his wife, Stacy, which she does. Let's face it. She does all the work on that. Uh, you, you write and uh, she does the rest, right? A massive archives. Yeah. And then uh, since 1997, Iron Company has been your reliable gym equipment and flooring source for retail, commercial, and military customers. Check out all our latest strength equipment, free weights, gym flooring, cardio equipment, and more. We've got it uh, piled high and deep, that's for sure. Go check it out. New Gym Steel articles can be found in our articles section as well. Um, you can check that out. His latest one is what I've learned from training tier one spec ops. And somebody just recently posted that, didn't they, Jim? Well, boss Rudin, uh, yes. Now he posted the summer workout one I wrote last year. Yeah. Because I shoot, I do his workout, you know, in a month, I probably do, you know, 14 days out of every month I do his MMA workout and, uh, especially in the summer. And I, you know, I know him through email through the special forces guys because he they would fly out and train with him. And uh, he's always been an idol of mine. So I sent it to him and he posted it on his Facebook page. And so I was I was thrilled, man, honored that that boss could would post that. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. you showed me that. I was I was pleased. Very too. dangerous. In fact, uh, he sparred with those guys, you know, the the spec ops mm -hmm. guys and they're like un unbelievable and he's way past his prompt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. And then you've got your own website, bossbarbell.com, B-A-S barbell.com for training motivation programs. Lots of uh, stories. You've got, let's see, you've got football life lessons. That's what you've got up there right now at the top. You've got, Oh, an article on kids, <laughs> all kinds of good stuff. So check out bossbarbell.com. All right, guys, that wraps it up. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Christy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a All good right. one. See you guys.